Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. Hey, folks, welcome to Wednesday night. What a time to be alive in Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, I suppose you've been hearing about Ashbury, Asbury um, College down there and the, the revival has been going on. Thousands of people have been showing up down there. And, you know, God, uh, he's on the move. He's always on the move, but he takes, he wants us to get in line with what he's doing. And that's, that's the key for anything. Uh, you know, on Sunday where uh, uh, Pastor Scott wasn't happened to be here on Sunday, so I ended up preaching, but I was preaching about revival and about about uh, the moves of God throughout the history of our nation, uh, certainly throughout time, but uh, of our nation, how how God has sovereignly moved. But, you know, I, I believe every one of the revivals I read about and the awakenings I read about, there were people praying. It's important that we pray. And tonight I'm going to talk to you again about uh, about, about prayer, because it's so vital that we have prayer. People say, well, when's it going to happen here? Well, I believe that uh, Asbury College, those students were hungry for the things of God. They've been hungry. I'm sure that in our prayer meetings here and at times we pray, Lord, uh, let, it, let revival come here. Let all our hearts be open to receive uh, the presence of God because it's in the presence of God is where we find victory, where we find overcome everything that we need in this life and have everything we need in this life. So it's important. But, uh, you know, Jesus said, my house shall be a house of prayer. And then he was, he said that, but he's also upset with, with people that were uh, defiling it, uh, the money changers and people who were selling goods and the religious people of the day were doing certain things. And he's, but you made it a den of thieves. Well, we don't want to make his house a den of thieves, we, but we want his house to be a house of prayer. Amen. So I use the, the, uh, the scripture that you've heard so many times before. And why am I, let's say, you say, well, Mike, why are you preaching this again? Or why are you speaking about this again? Because it's so vital to everything that God wants to do on the earth today. Now, uh, back in the, in the early revival of the 1970s, that's Jesus on the hotline there, if you heard that. Uh, uh, back in the early days of revival, uh, in the 70s, when Ashbury, Asbury College had that revival, uh, there was also a great revival of the Jesus people. And then the charismatic movement became through, and people were filled with the Spirit, and it, Every denomination, people were being filled. So we, if we want to see that again, if we want to see God move, we have to begin to agree with him and get in line with what he wants to say. But the scripture is at 2 Chronicles 7.14. And in the, I wrote it in the Amplified. Read it in, I'll read it in the Amplified. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray, seek, crave, and require of necessity my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sins, and heal their land. Listen, this is a promise from God. This was after the temple had been dedicated and Solomon had dedicated. And he says, if, if all these things happen, uh, if you begin to pray, I'll begin to show myself strong in your behalf. Now, prayer, it costs us something, doesn't it? It's it, There is a sacrifice to it. It takes time to sit down and, and pray and be in the presence of the Lord. And that verse 14 again and says, shall humble thyself, themselves, yourself, 
Amen. That we God isn't going to humble you. You humble yourself. In other words, you come to the place where I can't do this, God. I need you in my life. I need the things that you do in my life. Pray and, and then seek his face. Crave his face. Crave his presence out of necessity. That's what it said. And he said, then you'll begin to see my my rewards of those things come to pass. Amen? Amen. It's To crave is to ask with earnestness, to be beseech to implore to ask with uh, submission and humility as a dependent would amen because that's what we are we're dependent upon him jesus in the garden we find that in the garden over you can read this yourself in matthew 26 uh, 36 through 46 he was there in prayer he's about to go and and give his life for the sins of the whole world can you imagine that and yet he went did he do he went to pray he went into, and, and he told his disciples, stay here while I go pray. And he went to pray. Then he came back and found them asleep. He says, <laughs> uh, flesh and blood, you ought to pray because if you want to avoid temptation, but because flesh and your flesh is weak, amen? But your spirit is willing. So he came back ready to go to the cross for our sins and redeem us from, from, a lost, uh, from our lost self, lost uh, uh, way, and yet bring us back. Why? Because he went and prayed and God gave him the grace and the ability to go to the cross. Amen. Wesley says, it seems God is limited by our prayer life, that he can do nothing for humanity unless someone asks him. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that something that, that we need to know, that we need to ask? We don't always ask, we don't have to ask for ourselves. We need to ask for everything we do uh, uh, for other people for other generations for other we want to see other people that i think what's so exciting about asbury uh revival is that, again it's young people i believe god will show himself to every generation he wants to show himself to every generation and he won't hold anything back and i find it uh quite amazing if, if you haven't had a chance go on youtube or somewhere and pick up that Asbury uh, revival going on. It is it is wonderful. Amen. Understand that nothing happens in heaven till somebody prays. That's what Wesley was saying. Man has authority on earth to bind, loose, make a decree. Prayer is the foundation for every successful endeavor in life. You want to be successful? Begin to pray. Get your heart lined up with what God says. Failure in life has to do with prayer failure. I believe that. In Psalm seventy-eight. Verses 40 through 42, it says they griped and complained, uh, complained and grumbled and, and they limited the Holy One of God. How about if we begin to pray God's will, begin to seek his face, begin to do what he said to do, and we'll begin to see uh, the results of that. We'll begin to see victory in our lives and success in our lives. And, and he, it's, it's amazing what he will do. He can do abundantly above all we ever ask, think, or pray. And, and so we have to know that. Amen. In Luke 18, 1, this is a scripture that Jesus, uh, well, he said, men ought always to pray and not faint, not give up. Listen, if you're out there tonight and about ready to give up, begin to pray. Ask, ask the Lord to help you. Amen. He's wanting to. He'd call him upon my name, he says. Uh, in James 5, thir uh, 13 through 16, it says this in the Amplified. The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man 
makes tremendous power available, dudamus in its working. That word dudamus is, is like dynamite, it's power. And, and he will give you the power. And in, in the uh, New King James, the King James also says fervent prayer. Fervent, fervent. Well, what's that mean? Fervent means mighty in, boiling, earnest, excited, animated, uh, glowing as fervent zeal, motion, uh, res, uh, resembles boiling water. In other words, you got some uh, something behind it. It's not just a little, you know, an alley lamey prayer. <laughs> it's it's an excited prayer. God, I'm I'm coming to you. I'm praying. Uh, religion con confuses the issue. Here's what religion. God always answers prayer. Religious people say, well, sometimes He does and sometimes He doesn't. He will answer our prayer according to what his word says. That's why we need to know the word of God, friends. We need to know the word of God so we can pray those things, pray our uh, requests in, in prayer from the promises he has made and his answers to prayer. And uh, in John 14, he has chosen to bless, prosper, deliver, answer prayer is not a man's idea. It's his idea. Amen. Stay in, in faith, operate in faith, uh, must not, how do I want to say, part of, ask in faith, believing that you receive, amen? Uh, <clears throat> let, me, let me turn to that Mark eleven twenty four. This is right after the, the, the famous scripture that says that whosoever shall say up and, and call upon my, or uh, say unto this mountain, be thou removed, doesn't it? But he says, therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Listen, do you believe you'll receive when you pray? If you pray according to your word, you have his, the God's backing on you. You have his word. James says, 4-3, you ask and do not receive because you ask amiss. You ask for the wrong reason. What, ask according to his word and you'll begin to see results. Amen. So don't have wrong motives or methods. Jesus prayed always, and he always got an answer, didn't he? Amen. Everywhere he went, we're to be like Jesus. You know, he prayed He prayed and blessed breasts of uh, fish and, and the, the loaves of bread, and he fed the 5,000. You know, he always was doing those things. Every miracle in Jesus' life was born out of effectual prayer uh, life. So we have to have the same thing. Now, not an opportunity, but a responsibility. <laughs> Jesus, when he said that men ought always to pray, well, we should always be in a form of prayer. We always be an uh, attitude of prayer. Amen? That's why it's important. You say, well, I don't know how to do that. Listen, when I first uh, got involved with this ministry here years and years and years ago, before it was ever a church, I went to prayer meetings. Well, in fact, we when it first began the church, we had prayer meetings in the old Ogden High School building in a big double uh, spaced room with probably 50, 60 people in there, and you'd hear people pray. Well, you know, some things are caught more than taught. you got to be around people of faith and know how to pray according to the Word of God, and you it'll begin to be caught. That's like anything in life. If, whoever you're hanging with, you're going to be, become like if you're not careful. <laughs> so you got to know who you're hanging around with. So you want to hang around with people with, with that have faith and know how to pray. Amen? Amen. And in Hebrews, God will always back you up. Listen to what Hebrews says, 13.5. And this also 
For he, and this is the Amplified again, I love this way it comes out. For he, God himself, has said, I will not in any way fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. Man, he isn't going anywhere. Well, God, where are you at? He's always where he's been. You got to get into place where he's at. Amen? Amen. It goes on to say, I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake, nor let you down, relax my hold on you, assuredly not. Wow, when you begin to pray according to his will, what his, what his word says, you'll begin to walk in the presence of God. You'll begin to sense the presence of God. You'll begin to stir your heart, and just as uh, uh, Paul told Timothy, stir up your heart. How do you just stir it up? You begin to pray. You begin to do certain things. Over, all heaven is back in you when you pray. Attend to the word, how to maintain a vital union with Jesus. Here it is, John 15, 7 in the Amplified. If my words remain in you and continue to live in your hearts, ask whatever you will and it shall be done for you. Wow, that's a promise. That's a promise. I'm telling you, line, up, line yourself up with the word of God. Get in the word of God. It's, it's good to hear other people preach the word. It's good to hear uh, go to services and listen to record. But when you begin to say what God has said about you and what his promises say about you, you can begin to walk in them. Now, quickly, I'm going to give you 12 action steps to prayer. Now, I picked these up sometime, a long time ago. I forget what publication I was reading or whatever, but it's, it really makes sense when you learn. This is help you, will help you to pray and get in the presence of God. First of all, be silent, become silent. Now, that doesn't mean silent prayer. I was in a when I grew up in a church, I have a silent request. Well, you can't pray in an agreement with somebody if you're given a silent request. They got to know what it is. They don't have to know every detail. They just need to know some things about it. It says, be still and gather yourself. If your spirit, body, and body, mind, and emotions are separated, then you will be unable to pray God's will with singleness of purpose. Silence helps bring you into the unity with God. In other words, you're listening for what he says. Amen. Give adoration. Listen, this is always, always important. I, I like the part about being silent when you're reading the word of God. You can speak it out loud. I'm not saying that. But being having your mind in a place where you can receive uh, things from the Lord. But then give adoration. Worship God, for he is king of all the earth, your creator, your, your savior, your all in all. Worship him. Magnify him. Make confessions. Wow, this is a great one. Agree with God about what he says to you and about you. Don't dwell on past sins. Please, brothers and sisters, don't do that. <laughs> the devil will always bring that stuff up, but it's not God. God. God forgives us when we ask him, and he puts our sins in the sea of forgetfulness and chooses chooses not to remember. doesn't say he couldn't. It says chooses not to remember them anymore. So we have to know that. Uh, but past sins, but obey God immediately when he shows you what, uh, what, what that shows you that you are wrong. Give thanks. Boy, the, the Psalms are full of thanks. David was a, a thankful man. I believe that was part of the reason that God said he was a man after his own heart. Give thanks. Offer sacrifice of praise to God with a free heart for all that he has done for you. Wow, can you do that? He, if, if, you're, if you've accepted him as Savior, and as Lord of your life, boy, you got so much to be thankful for. Uh, 
Make minute a supplication, and God shows you what he desires. Wholeheartedly agree with him in prayer to fulfill his will. Amen. Specify petitions and requests. When you ask God to do something for you, bring evidence relevant to the case in the form of God's will and word. This is why a lot of people don't get their prayers answered. They're asking amiss. They're asking for the wrong thing. Ask in accordance with what the will of God is and what the word of God says. Secure the promises. When you petition the Lord, take God's promises before you, applying them to the specific request you're making. Then hold on to God's promises. Listen, this is important. If you want, if you need healing, don't go to some other place uh, in the Bible and start uh, talking about uh, other things. Uh, we don't need to know who Lot's, uh, the name of Lot's wife, or who she was, or who so and so's. Uh, you know, we don't need all that. What you need to know is by his stripes, you've been healed. You begin to read scriptures in accordance with that. Whatever you need, you find the scriptures in accordance with what you need, right? Amen. It goes on, plead the case. Don't beg or moan before God, but pray intelligently because you, you rightfully deserve the answer based on God's promises. You don't have to beg God for anything. Oh, God, help me, help me, help me. He's already said he would. You just go to him with your, the word of God and begin to uh, begin to petition and, and plead your case. In other words, he, he'll answer you every time. Believe right, uh, believe, believe right at the time you're asking that you have the answer to your request and you will receive it. Uh, remember what a Mark 11:24 said. Don't forget to read that again. Then, after you've done that, give thanks. Thank God for what you don't yet see because you, you believe it is already done. I believe I receive. It's already done. It's mine. Now, it may, it may be a while for the manifestation. It may be a while things get there because uh, there's opposition in the world today. But believe that he's already paid the price, already made the way, and he will bring it to pass. Amen? Live in expectation. This is what we do today. Are you living in expectation that God will move, uh, uh, move in your life and move in the life of other people? Are you living in expectation that we'll see a move of God in, in our churches and our in our in our lives and our in our lost loved ones' life? Well, listen, get out there with an expectation. Anticipate the answers to your prayer by preparing the way for them, and then practice active belief. Don't stop. After you've prayed, get up and look for what you asked for. If you seek and knock, it will come to pass. Listen, don't just sit back. Well, if God wants me to have it, he'll, he'll give it to me. He'll fall on me like apples out of a tree. No, it won't. No, it won't. You got to pursue. Pursue. Amen. That's what he told David when David's uh, at Ziglag, when all things, uh, the armies had come in and stolen their wives and, and uh, took all their goods and everything. And it said they cried till they could cry no more. And then David <laughs> encouraged himself in the Lord. You ought to encourage yourself in the Lord tonight. Amen. Encourage himself in the Lord. And then he, <laughs> he inquired of the Lord. Amen. He asked the Lord, what do I do now? Just like what we said, he's, what we say early on, we begin to worship God, begin to praise God, begin to magnify God. Then we brought our petitions. What do I do, Lord? And he said, pursue and overtake and you'll recover all. That's the, that's the way of life and a prayer life. We need to pray today, my friends. This country, this world is in a big, big mess. It's always been in some sort of a mess, but it seems like it's even, even getting greater. 
But this is what he's called us for us for such a time as this, not only to go to church, but be the church. And if the church is really praying, you're going to begin to see answers. You're going to begin to see people's lives change. You're going to begin to see people redeemed from darkness into the light of, of the dear son, Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm telling you, this is good news. We ought to be ready for this. I'm going to be talking probably in the next few weeks about prayer because it's so vital. I'll bring some other information, but the, I just wanted to get it started because I'm Asbury is having a revival down there, and it's breaking out to other colleges and young people's colleges, and I believe it's going to break out in churches all across this nation. So we, we have to be ready for it. Be ready to get on board with it. Be a part of what God is doing in the world today. Well, I, 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 I can't do much, Mike. I, 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 you know, you can always pray. That's so important. You can always pray. You can be sitting at home. Maybe you can't get out. Maybe, you, maybe you're in a nursing home somewhere. I hope not. But may, wherever you're at, you can always pray because God will always hear the prayers of the righteous. That's what he said. <laughs> the effective, fervent prayers of a righteous person avails much, brings much to pass. And so if you've accepted Christ, you're already righteous. So just begin to pray. Lord, move on our nation. Move on our world. Move on the lost. In Jesus' name, move on our churches. Let the gospel be preached. You can, Listen, it's the gospel, the good news, that changes the hearts of people. The Holy Spirit can move when, when the word of God has gone forth. So begin to do that. Don't, don't take it on, well, I can't do anything. Yes, you can, and we all should be part of it. We're all part of the army of the Lord. So, so begin to do this, uh, what he's called you to do. And one of the first things he's called if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray. That's, that's, the, that's the charge. And so I hope you take it to heart tonight. And as you do, begin to expect and look for those results that God's going to do some mighty things in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. You've called us all for such a time as this to pray. Humble ourselves and pray. Stand in that place of... <laughs> where you said uh, the righteous will begin to pray. And you'll, you'll deliver, because you're a God that's always delivered when people pray according to your will. And I know it's your will that, as Paul told Timothy, pray for all those in authority, for kings and, and uh, uh, every, every walk of life, for all men. Why, why did he say that? Because, because he wanted all people to come to a saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. May that be our hope, may that be our desire, may that be our prayer. And we just thank you for tonight. In Jesus' mighty name, we praise you. Thank you for everyone in the sound of my voice. They they just get on board with this. There'd be a great prayer revival in our nation. I know people are praying now, but there'd be even more. And it catch a spirit of prayer in this day and this hour that we might see the glory of God and the presence of God in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen, amen been great to be with you. I'll see you next time. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you enjoyed today's message, consider sharing it with a friend. For more content and information about Living Word, check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. And remember to live the gospel and preach the gospel.